Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo-Coster. Today's episode is in direct response to your request and the questions I get about whether or not you should be using Flowdesk in your e-commerce business. And I'm so excited to record it for you. Now, if you're a more advanced e-commerce business already using a more sophisticated tool, you can definitely skip this episode. But if you have the same pretty email FOMO that I have, keep listening because I'm going to talk about how you can create a similar feel in whatever platform you're using. And if you want to skip to that part of the episode, check the show notes for a timestamp. I've had this episode on my to record list for a while, but... Flowdesk recently announced that they're coming out of beta, which means their current price of $38 a month or $19 with an affiliate link, no matter the number of subscribers you have, by the way, is going away. So I knew this episode had to become a priority. Now, let's say you get to the end of this episode and you think, yes, I still want to use Flowdesk, or you think, shit, I just want to lock in the price so as it grows, I can make the switch later, which, spoiler alert, I might do. You can lock in that rate with my referral link, ecommercebadassery.com forward slash flowdesk, and I'll have a link in the show notes. And yes, you can totes still lock in the rate with a code they offer directly on their website, but I'd so appreciate it if you'd use my link to help support the Ecommerce Badassery podcast. Now, before we get into everything, let me preface this by saying, if you're newer to e-commerce or email marketing in general, the best email platform is the one that you will consistently send emails from. So if you're struggling to stay consistent or are overwhelmed at the idea of using something other than Flowdesk and think you won't send emails, then by all means, go with it for now and you can upgrade and graduate later. So the number one question I get is, do you recommend Flowdesk for e-commerce? And generally, my answer is going to be no. The reason is because compared to other platforms available to you, Flowdesk just does not have the sophistication or flexibility that other platforms built specifically for e-commerce have. Not only have they not built the features in at this point, but the integration they have with Shopify does little more than bring over your customers as subscribers. So it doesn't have visibility into anything else in your shop or your customer's behavior on the site. So I'm going to talk about some things that other platforms have that Flowdesk does not. And for simplicity's sake, I'm just going to talk about Klaviyo as the comparison. But in the case of most e-commerce focused email platforms, these discrepancies will be the same or similar. First up is a built-in product catalog. 
When you use a tool like Klaviyo, the integration between Shopify and Klaviyo brings the entire product catalog over so that you can easily feature those products in your email. Klaviyo even has their own product recommendation engine that will show customers products they are most likely to purchase based on all the data Klaviyo has about them, which includes everything they've ever purchased from your store and the products that they viewed on your website. Next up is automatic abandoned checkout emails. You can't send these on Flowdesk without Zapier. Because the integration between Shopify and Flowdesk doesn't pull in your customer's behavior, they can't see when someone abandons the checkout process. Sure, you can send an email from Shopify itself, but you only get one email. And customizing the content in that email is a pain in the ass. Because of this integration limitation, that also means you can't run a browse abandonment email, which my clients will tell you is a pretty good moneymaker. Another limitation of Flowdesk is the amount of first-party data you can collect on your customers. They did just recently add the ability for you to collect custom fields on your signup forms for your subscribers, but you're limited to six fields and can only collect text data. Klaviyo, on the other hand, lets you have unlimited custom properties and the data can be formatted as text, a date, a list, true, false, or a number. When it comes to collecting first-party data on your customers and using it in your email marketing on Klaviyo, you're truly only limited by your imagination. Once you collect these properties, you can use them for segmentation to split your flows and send them different emails. You can show them different content in the same email with dynamic blocks, and you can even display the value of those properties inside your emails. For instance, you can collect someone's birthday and then trigger an automated email based on that date that automatically sends each year. You can integrate your loyalty and rewards program with Klaviyo and store their current rewards points that you then dynamically display in your emails to them. If you sell beauty or skincare products, you can collect data about their skin struggles, their skin tone, or even their hair color if you want to recommend products that would work specifically for them. Also, thanks to the deep integration with Shopify and the dynamic content feature of Klaviyo, in your post-purchase emails, you can show the user different email content based on what they purchased in that exact event. So if they purchase product A, you can give them some education or details about product A specifically. And then if they bought product B, in that same exact email, you don't have to do any fancy splits or anything like that. You can show them content specifically about product B. Okay, so let's talk about the Flowdesk email builder. Because I know we all have FOMO over how Flowdesk emails look, and I get it. I have it too, and I'm constantly keeping up with what's going on with Flowdesk and the new features they're releasing to see if it would work for my business or for you. Here's the thing you need to know and understand about their email builder. The reason they are able to send such pretty emails is that after you create those pretty layouts and use all those custom fonts, when the email gets sent, those sections get converted into an image. Email clients like Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo can't read all of those custom fonts. 
I mean, the Gmail app can't even read Google fonts that get imported into an email, and they're their own fonts. The Apple Mail app is better at reading custom fonts, but still, it's just not reliable across email clients. So Flowdesk turns those sections into images. In fact, anything other than a text block becomes an image block. Now, traditional email best practices say to limit the number of photos you have in your emails, and Flowdesk says that's old school thinking and no longer the case in their research. I can't say what's true one way or another, but the one thing that is true is that if an image breaks or a user doesn't have their images turned on and you have an email full of photos, they're not going to see anything. And actually, the other day, someone posted in their Facebook group about how their emails were coming up blank. It was even missing the option to show all images and they didn't understand what was going on. There were also a lot of people complaining about their emails going to spam. Now, landing in spam is likely due to shitty sending practices on their part, not limited to image-heavy emails on their own, but it's still something to be aware of. And when I say shitty sending practices, it's on the actual business that's using Flowdesk, not Flowdesk itself. Spam is rarely related to the platform itself and more related to how you are sending emails and who you're sending them to, etc. So now the real question you want answered is, how can I make my emails as pretty as Flowdesk emails on another platform? Well, the first part of this answer is to be patient. You can create pretty emails on other platforms, even Klaviyo. It just may take a little bit more time, patience, and finesse to work with their email builder. Start with one of their theme templates. I usually start with Vision and Blues and then take a little time to get comfortable with all the different styling sections for each individual block. Then when you have a block that you like, save it so you can easily drag it into new emails to reuse. You can also add some CSS code to your email template that will actually style the whole email. So for instance, one of the things I noticed that adds to the beauty of Flowdesk emails in my opinion is that their text blocks have a line space of 180% versus the 150 that you get preset with Klaviyo. So I've used a little CSS at the top of my emails to set the spacing to 180. Now the other way to get those pretty emails is to just create your own images with custom text and or pretty header layouts like Flowdesk has. If you're on my email list, you have likely seen this in action lately. I will often use photos as headings so that I can use the exact font that I want. And there's a few ways you can do that. One is within Flowdesk itself, and that's actually how I do it. I create what I want inside of Flowdesk, and then I just take a screenshot, which I upload to my other email platform. The caveat here, though, is if it's animated, you'll lose the animation, obviously. If you want to get the GIF version of the file, you'll need to send yourself a test email, but that requires a paid plan. So now ask yourself, how important are those specific layouts to you? If you really love the ease with which you can add content, then maybe you consider the monthly expense of $19 while still in beta, like you would paying for Canva. Or if you have a few more design chops, you can just recreate the layouts with Canva and make your images there. Ultimately, though, whichever route you go, you'll want to make sure that you still try and keep a ratio of 80 to 20 text to images because old school or not, deliverability hit or not, 
You don't want your people getting blank emails and real text inside the email is going to respond so much better on mobile phones where the majority of your audience is reading your content anyway. And speaking of responsiveness, this is another reason why using actual design blocks inside your email service provider versus images is better. If you have a horizontal layout block with images on one side and text on the other, for example, when that layout gets turned into an image with Flowdesk, it can become pretty small on a mobile device versus when you create it with, say, the split block in Klaviyo. While it may not be as perfectly pretty as the Flowdesk version, the two blocks in Klaviyo will stack, making it much easier to see and read on a small mobile screen. Now, with all of that said, is Flowdesk good for e-commerce? As I mentioned earlier, typically I will say no. It's just lacking in flexibility that I've seen is needed to provide a great customer journey for e-commerce customers. If, however, you are newer to business, you don't plan on doing anything fancy, you just want to send out a weekly email to your people, or maybe this is a hobby biz, or it's the difference between sending an email or not sending an email, then yeah, it might be perfect for you. If you're not an e-commerce business, but a service provider, or you sell informational products and you're listening to the e-commerce badassery podcast, first, may I say welcome. Great to have you here. Please hit me up on Instagram and let me know that you listen. If that's you, there's a higher chance that Flowdesk might be a great fit for you. It's still lacking in some features that I would like to have, which is why I haven't made the switch even for my service-based business, but I'm probably going to lock in the beta price just in case they all of a sudden come out with a kick-ass set of features that meets all the needs I want. If you want to lock in that beta price of $19 a month, no matter how large your subscriber list, then you can sign up at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash flowdesk. You have until November 2nd of 2021 to lock in that price. And as I mentioned earlier, you can get that price on their website and bypass my link altogether. But if you're so inclined, I'd love the support as it helps me continue to put out kick-ass free content each week here on the show. So I'd love to know, where was your head about Flowdesk before listening to this episode and where is it now? Please come to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group or over to Instagram and give me the deets. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I hope I helped you get some clarity around whether or not Flowdesk is right for you. And on that note, I'm out. See you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.